0: You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G. D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team,
0: team, Hello Dodger team, fans. Oh, Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, oh, part of the Locked going. On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder. I'm from Baseball Essential. With me is Vince Imperio, who runs Chavez Ravine Fiends. I don't know why I have a hard time saying that phrase, but I do sometimes. Hey Vince, how you doing? Hey Jeff.
1: Yeah, you know, it's not the easiest thing to say, that's why luckily it's too long for the at name so at ravine fiend sounds a lot sounds a lot better
0: yeah it does but there's so many ravines and only one chavez ravine that's true yeah so today we're gonna uh talk about the dodgers angry win hashtag angry win against the giants uh the first career hit for our for the friend of our old podcast matt beady uh justin turner's first home run of the season. And our review of the first month or so of the season with some of our favorite moments. But first, a reminder to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers in your podcast app of choice. And when you get in your car in the morning, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. So the Dodgers last night beat the Giants 10-3, to uh, including they put a beating on Ty Block, who has been very good against them and pretty much no one else in his career. Uh, Walker Buehler was dominant through five innings, ran into some trouble in the sixth. But Dylan Floro and Yumi Garcia combined for three and two-thirds perfect innings, and the Dodgers are the first team in baseball to 20 wins. So, Vince, what, what thoughts did you have on the game?
1: Well, I didn't get to watch much of the game because I was watching Avengers Endgame.
0: Should we just tell spoilers the rest of this episode?
1: Yeah, we'll just drop them in uh, every so often. So you know, watch
0: out. Yeah, but you have to know how to piece the words together. So there are spoilers in here, but they're not <laughs> in sequential order. So you'll only know them if uh, you happen to know what what the code breaker is. Spider Man. Yeah, there you go.
1: All right, uh, but I did get out in time to listen to the six run inning, and the thing that caught my attention was Chris Taylor hit the ball, and actually drove in runs and got on base. And what I heard is that he didn't strike out at all today. Is that true?
0: Yeah, he put the ball in play four times. Yeah, Caveat, his second time up, or no, his first time up, he probably should have struck out. He kind of got a gift call of a ball on a one and two count. Uh, But then he, yeah, so he didn't really hit the ball extremely hard. His double was hit relatively hard, ninety three point nine miles an hour, which is decent. Uh it actually probably wouldn't have been a hit in very many stadiums, but because San Francisco has that right field wall that is closer to home plate than some, uh he hit it off the wall and it turned into a double for him. It's probably a fly out or a sack fly in most most stadiums. Uh but then he also kinda He hit one that wasn't hit very hard, but it was at the right angle that normally it falls in for a hit 47% of the time, and it was a a line out. So, uh, you know, but for Taylor, we'll take contact. You know, that's something that uh, he didn't really swing through very many pitches in last night's game. Uh, I can only think of one swing and miss, and I wasn't, you know, counting these or anything. But, yeah, it wasn't uh, – it seemed like a promising step in the right direction, if nothing else.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that happened was Justin Turner is finally on the home run board. He, yeah. He finally got one out. Uh he did it before May first because that's been the cutoff for his uh non power. So that's his third what, third career home run before May first? Yep. So yeah, and then uh our former friend of our old podcast, Matt Beattie, got his first MLB hit. So a fun night all around always great when you beat that team up there and even better when you score 10 runs on. them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we talked on yesterday's episode about who we thought might take AJ Pollock's spot on the roster. And we mentioned BD as a possibility. And by the time I woke up this morning, I was a hundred percent sure it was going to be Matt BD. Nothing else made sense to me. It didn't make sense for them to, to put somebody new on the 40 man roster. So it basically had to be BD or Rios And Beattie is having a better season than Rios and has a little bit more positional flexibility. And so uh, I was positive it was Beattie. I actually even texted him yesterday morning uh, just trying to get some information out of him. But he was already on an airplane, so he didn't get back to me. So I didn't get to break any news, but that's okay. Uh, But, yeah, I was was sure it was going to be him, and it was fun that the Dodgers – uh, got a big lead, so beatty could get in the game. He didn't pull a Josh Spores, who was on the roster for, what, a full week, maybe even longer, and never got in the game. So yeah. uh, it, it was good to see BD get in there, get a hit. The team seemed excited for him. And like you said, overall, it was just a, a fun addition to a fun night.
1: Yeah. And uh, if you didn't catch just reference to an angry win earlier in the thing, That was something what Cespedes Barbecue just came up with. Yeah, right. And then uh, Joe Davis was talking about it on the broadcast. And then it's always funny when they talk about social media. And then Oral, who has social media, he has Twitter, but he still, you know, I think he doesn't really use it too much. So it's always funny when they go back and forth on that.
0: Yeah, Joe taught Oral how to follow somebody on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, Gave him a hard time about not knowing how to spell Cespedes for a second. Uh, But yeah. Uh, and I'll second that recommendation that you follow Sesame's Barbecue. They're they're funny guys. Uh, yeah, I've definitely been following them for a while now, so that's a good follow. Yeah, they're nice guys. They told me, uh, I I was talking to them before Game One of the 2017 World Series, and they were rooting for the Dodgers in that World Series, or at least that's what they told me. So, uh, you know, maybe it's their fault the Dodgers lost that World Series. I don't know. Um that's cool. But yeah, so. Why- one other thing is I saw, I forget who tweeted it,
1: but apparently the last two years, the first team to 20 wins won the World Series, and tonight the Dodgers became the first team to 20 wins. So,
0: Yeah, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break. We're going to talk about this first month-plus of the season and what uh, what our favorite moments were, kind of our uh, players of the month. Obviously, Cody Bellinger is the player of the month, but we'll talk about a couple other you know, players who have impressed us. Uh, we're going to keep it positive. Everybody knows the players who have struggled, so we probably won't talk about that too much. Uh, to th- today's going to be a positive episode. So uh, I think that finishes our little recap of last night's game. So let's go to break, and when we get back, we will talk about this first month of the season. But first, we want to remind you to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers on the new Himalaya podcast app. Uh If any of you have used the Personally Curated playlist to find a new podcast to listen to, let us know. Tell us about your experience. Uh, I still think I might try to do that. Uh, I I haven't yet, but I might. Uh, But Himalaya is very cool. You should check it out. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Dodgers, and we'll be right back. Okay, I told you we'd be right back. And here we are. I am anything but a liar. Uh, So, the Dodgers have played 32 games in the first 34 days of the season, only two days off, which is just grueling at any point in the season. But uh, at, at a point when it's the beginning of the season and you have three of your starting pitchers on the disabled list, it's not called the disabled list, the injured list, uh, it was really bad timing to not have any days off. Uh, so they could, I mean, basically, they had to throw a lot of guys out there to pitch, a lot of fatigue and everything. Uh, and the thought kind of was okay, just survive April, and then everything lightens up in May. They have five days off in May. The opponents are a little bit easier. 20 of their 32 games in, in March April came against teams with legitimate playoff aspirations for this season. Uh, so, kind of, the goal was get to May. The opponents get a little easier. The schedule gets a little easier. uh, And they survived. And they survived with a 20-12 and record, which is, uh, I'd say, more than we could have hoped for. Don't you think, Vince?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely just based on the way they've started the last few years and, you know, based on not having two-fifths of the rotation to start the year, Walker Bueller, you know got a little bit late start, and he had to get eased in. And you know, if you look at, I mean, Justin Turner hitting one home run, uh, there's a lot of things that you know weren't hundred percent great, and they still are the you know have the first team or the only team with twenty wins right now. So there's a lot to look forward to just based on that.
0: yeah, especially I mean, you mentioned Turner, Corey Seeger hasn't really done much yet. Austin Barnes started off really well, but has struggled a little bit. So there's potential for him to improve. Obviously, Chris Taylor, uh, if he gets back to form at all, even back to last year's form, that would be a huge boon. Uh, all those things will hopefully offset the fact that Cody Bellinger is probably not going to actually finish the season batting over .400. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put a, I wouldn't bet against him, but uh, you know, it's probably not going to happen. And so there will be some regression there. Cody will eventually, I guess, have a slump at some point this season. Uh, But, you know, if Turner and Seager and everybody can help pick that up, uh, they seem well on their way to the division title that kind of everybody has been treating as kind of a foregone conclusion and just a step on the way to hopefully finally winning a World Series. So uh, let's talk about some of our favorite moments of the first month-ish of the season, Okay. Let's do that.
1: Um, all right. I'm going to start with a game that I was at last week and on an away game in Milwaukee. And it was a roller coaster of emotions, but it ended up working out. And the highlight of it was Cody Bellinger robbing Christian Yelich of a home run. Uh, and then, you know, after Jansen gave up the lead, Cody Bellinger hitting a home run off Josh Hader to give them the lead and put them ahead for good. So that was that's my first moment of the month.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. I was, I I didn't get to watch any of that live. I was at my in-law's house for Easter dinner, because that was on Easter, right? Yes. Yeah, so we got over to my in-law's house. We were having dinner, and I was surreptitiously watching the game feed on my phone under the table. And at one point, I hollered to my son and had him come over to my side of the table so I could whisper in his ear what had happened. And uh, yeah, it was fun to go back and watch. And... Yeah, just the timing of everything. That was awesome. Uh, My first moment is actually a combination of two moments. Uh, The first two games I went to this season were opening day and then the third game of the season. And in those two games, the Dodgers scored a combined 30 runs and hit 11 home runs. Opening day was amazing with the eight home runs. uh, And then the 18-run outburst in game three was fun. That's when Russell Martin pitched. And... uh, just a great way to start the season with that offensive outburst and to be at both of those games. It reminded me a little bit of 2016 or 17. When was it that the Dodgers beat Julius Chassian on opening day? Uh, I don't remember. I think that was it. 2017, now that I think of it. Because uh, 2017 was Rich Hill's first uh, full season, right?
1: That was he was one of was at the Padres, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was 2017.
0: Yeah, 2017 and I only went to two games of that opening series. I went to opening day and then when they beat Chasin, and then I went to game 4 when they beat Jared Weaver by a ton. Uh and so it it gave me flashbacks to 2017, which up until game 7 of the World Series is a really good season to have flashbacks to. So that's my first moment or uh 6 hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I was off. I was at that 18-run game, and my next moment is another game that we were both at. But this one, we actually got to meet up and talk before the game, and then it was Yasiel Puig's return to Dodger Stadium along with the other guys. And then, Kenley Jansen. Maybe I should stop picking moments where Jansen blows the game.
0: This uh, one, this was okay. It wasn't Jansen's yeah, fault, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Uh but then Jock hit a walk-off home run and that was fun because you know last year we didn't get too many of those moments and this year right away they've had a few. So that was my next moment of the month.
0: Yeah, walk-off home runs are always fun to be at in person. I haven't been to a ton of walk-off home runs in person. I've been to several walk-off hits, but a walk-off home run is actually a pretty rare thing. And so uh, I was with my daughter at that game, so that always makes it more fun, and my sister. Um, it was, you know, we had really good seats. I paid for upgraded seats, and being there and and Jock's home run and his reaction of a no-doubter when it barely cleared the, cleared the wall, uh, Puig's sad, slow walk off the field after the home run. Uh, did you watch Puig walk off the field on that? I didn't watch it live,
1: but I went back after, I think you brought it up and I watched it after that. Yeah. The ESPN feeds the one that showed him on that slow walk.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he walked right past us. That's where we were sitting. And so it was so much fun to watch him slowly walk in slowly and sadly, you know, I love Puig, but it's always fun to see an opposing player sad after a walk off. That's what I live for. Yeah. Um, who were some of your highlights of, this, of the first month? Obviously, Bellinger is uh, – I mean, he's the best player in baseball right now, definitely the best in the National League right now. Uh, but who else on the Dodgers has made you happy? I mean,
1: it's – I'm going to pick a guy that we've kind of been trying to trade the last few years, but he he's just keeps chugging along, and it's Jock Peterson. I mean, obviously he has the 10 home runs, or I think 10, yeah. but – you know he's just he's been fun to watch and he hits the ball hard and I think I think the other part about it is that like and all the Dodgers went on the dairy free diet and Jock Peterson you know is a big donut guy and has been shown eating donut burger and donuts on his birthday and I think that's the fun part about Jock is that you know he's he's not he's still the same guy he's not changing. Uh, other than what his production is at the plate, that's been changing and it's been changing for better.
0: Yeah, Jock is definitely not on the, the dairy free dr- diet. Uh, but yeah, he's been outstanding. Um, you know, kind of classic Jock batting line, low batting average, high OPS, uh, mostly because of the slugging, but also he's still taking a bunch of walks. Uh, he's striking out. I mean, he has as many strikeouts as Chris Taylor, although that's also in. 34 more plate appearances. uh, So maybe that says more about Taylor than anything else. But, uh, you know, Jock is striking out, but not at an alarming rate, uh, which is kind of what we expect from him. He still can't hit lefties, which is kind of what we expect from him. Uh, But when he's playing against righties, he is just dominating, and he's been fun to watch. Uh, My pick is going to be somebody who has an OPS that is one point higher than Jock's, uh, and his name is Alex Verdugo. Uh, Believe it or not, I've been driving the Verdugo train for a while and he has lived up to my expectations. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, he didn't start in last night's game. Uh, He did get up one time and he walked. He just looks so calm up there. Uh, But he's got, you know, what 10 extra base hits in only 71 plate appearances, which is awesome, 623 slugging percentage. Actually, a higher slugging percentage than Jock, even though – His home run rate isn't as high because he's hitting doubles, and uh, I guess Jock has two triples too. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Verdugo has just been everything we could have hoped. Uh, He will hopefully get more playing time now with Pollock injured, and I I think Alex Verdugo is going to be one of the main guys who picks up some of the slack when Bellinger does come back to earth a little bit, although I don't expect Bellinger to come back to earth too much. Yeah. Uh, how about on the pitching staff, really quick? Pitching staff,
1: uh, I'll go with one that didn't start the year well, and but he's picked up lately. He's not really getting too many, you know, crucial innings. But Yemi Garcia, he's done a good job of picking himself up after a rough start to the season. I think he's up to eight or nine scoreless appearances. He threw two innings last night. Uh, it's you know, it's not the pretty pick, but it's a guy that. I think he saved himself from being DFA'd. I know the Ferguson injury maybe have also saved that, but uh, I think if he would have kept pitching the way he was pitching, he probably wouldn't have lasted the month, and he's picked himself up, and hopefully he can be a guy the rest of the year that keeps doing that.
0: Yeah, uh, Yimmy was actually going to be my pick too because, yeah, he has absolutely turned things around. You mentioned his last uh, eight appearances have been scoreless, total of nine innings in that time. He's allowed zero hits and one walk, in the in his last nine innings. Uh, that, as they say, will play. Uh, mm-hmm. He only has let's see, six, seven strikeouts in that time. Uh, but you know, seven to one strikeout to walk ratio is good. Uh, I'll also throw a shout out to Dylan Floro, who, despite giving up the three run double in Monday night's game, uh, hasn't allowed any of his own runs, and I think that was the first uh, inherited runners he's allowed to score. So it's not like he is, you know, sometimes at a zero ARA doesn't tell you anything about a reliever. Uh, but Floro has been really, really good. And, uh, he was really good again last night and he's fun to watch because his stuff is crazy good. So it's been a fun month of April. Um, and hopefully may, you know, it's always scary to say, okay, the schedule's getting easier now because, Uh, But I don't think the team's going to let up, and I don't think it matters what we as fans and followers of the team say. So I'm going to say it. The schedule's letting up a little bit, and hopefully they can have at least as good a month of May as they've had so far. Uh, And I'm excited to watch it and see what what Cody Bellinger can keep doing, what Verdugo can do with increased playing time, and what the starting pitching can do as they kind of get settled into their roles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for a full-strength rotation, at least for now. Uh, One more thing is, if you didn't already, Rich Hill had an article in the Players Tribune yesterday about a difficult time he had with his son uh, back in 2014. So if you haven't read that yet, go ahead and read it and uh, have some tissues ready if you're the sensitive type or even if you're not the sensitive type.
0: Yeah, don't read it on the bus unless you like hearing children say, Mommy, why is that big fat man crying? Yeah. because it, it, it'll light you up. It is good. It's heartbreaking. Uh, if you don't know, his, his son died shortly after birth at about two months old, and uh, he opens up about that, and it's very good and very sad and very good, so you should read it for sure. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Locked on Dodgers. The Dodgers finished a series with the Giants today. Today, uh, Looking to beat Madison Kratberger for the second time this season. Is that pronounced right? Kratberger? I think that's right. Yeah.
1: You got it exactly
0: right yeah i couldn't remember Kratburger burger or fart knocker uh that's what my son calls him fart knocker <laughs> um remember you can subscribe to the show on the new himalaya podcast app or your podcast app of choice whatever it is apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher whatever uh, it is a big help to us if you subscribe tell your friends and rate and review us uh, we like those nice reviews and ratings uh, we're not doing a giveaway this week, but next week we will be doing a giveaway and it will be based on reviews. So get your review in and you will be pre-entered for that giveaway. Uh, while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at on Dodgers. Follow Vince on Twitter at Vince Semperio. Follow me at Snydog. Leave us a voicemail at 323-863-LOCK, L-O-C-K. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you will be too. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you later. Have a good
1: one. I say D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S.
0: The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles. You're Los Angeles.
1: Our Los Angeles think we'll really win the pennant. Bye.